If you uh, have read any of the May issues of The Observer, uh, you would have seen this man or heard about this man and his best program. It had been front page material for quite some time. Uh, he and his wife Jackie uh, have been part of Sunrise since the, uh, I guess, the fall of last year, I believe. He's here to share with us why investing in primary age kids is so important, not only to K-Man, but to him personally. So please welcome, if you would, to speak with us for a few minutes, uh, Education Ministries Program Coordinator and Liaison Officer to At-Risk Youth, Michael Miles. Let's give him a hand. Come on, Michael. Good morning. Um, I'd like to just thank Pastor Ryan for inviting me up here to uh, just give you a brief profile on what I do and how best we can help the community at large. Um, I came back to the island last year, May, with my wife Jackie. Um, I was invited back by the Minister of Education to head up a new position that they felt um, was now necessary. Um, I spent a year actually convincing them while I was in the U.S., convincing them that this is the way that we need to go as a government. Prior to that, um, I spent the last 15 years working within social, within social services, um, within institutions uh, that house our young people, and just generally, you know, just serving community organizations. Um, Gretel and I, uh, uh, who's also a member here, Gretel and I actually managed the Bonaventure Boys Home together. Um, Gretel was the case manager there, and I was the director. That changed my perspective when it came to helping young people because we've seen so many young people go to prison or lose their lives. In the last 10 years, I have did so much research on where most of our young people have gone. And we did research on over 150 kids that ended up in institutions, whether in my institution at Bonaventure or the institutions uh, um, at Northward Prison. Over 80% of those young people went to prison. It's not, it's not a surprise. Quite often I get in meetings and people don't refer to the children at risk by their names or their family, yet we know who they are. It's always those kids. Well, who are they? So over the last 10 months, the ministry have been very supportive in me going into the school system from one school to another and identifying all of those kids. We have compiled um, a list of over 200 children from primary to secondary that are chronically at risk. And when I mean chronically at risk, the teachers, the principals, the counselors, the speech therapists, all of our professionals within the school system can say without a doubt, without hesitation, they'll not make it through the school system. Let me tell you the cost of this stuff and what it's costing us right now. It costs us per child to house one child per year, currently between Bonaventure and Francis Borden, $140,000 a year. One child. Currently they have 18 kids between the two facilities. It costs us per year, per child, to put a child at the Alternative Education Center, $60,000. In regular school system, it costs us 9000 It costs us per child 
to house them at Northwood Prison, $60,000. Wrap your mind around this. We know who those kids are from three, two, from before birth. We know who they are. When they get into school, we know who they are from five, six, seven, eight. And we wait 10 years to actually do something to help them and their families. So we've become part of that perpetuated cycle that allows them to end up there. And that's what made me tired. I was tired of doing the same thing the same way with the same people. So I left Bonaventure. Gratilla eventually left because of her frustrations were my frustrations. We're catching them too late. We're intervening too late. We're trying to do something after the fact. And it's costing us. Those same children at five, it's now costing us over, over a quarter million dollars, 10 years. The ironic part about a lot of this is that the kids that I dealt with, and that Gretel dealt with, and that Kurt's currently dealing with, five, six, seven, eight, they're now having children. So we're now dealing with their children. See how the cycle continues? So within this church, we have an opportunity here. We have an opportunity to, to help, to develop a relationship with men of the young people in our community. And the only way that you're going to spread the message of God and Christ and the Bible and all the wonderful things is if you actually develop a relationship. Because you can't do it nowhere else. They're not going to let you to come in. They've heard way too much from way too many people. And the only way that I've been able to get in is if I'm willing to sit down with their families. So I'm willing to work past 5 o'clock and meet these people past 5 o'clock or work earlier in the morning to provide the resources. My job at the ministry have allowed me in a very productive way to intervene, to prevent. Let me give you some more statistics. We have an assessment test. It's called the DRA. It's the Development Reading Assessment Test. We offer to all of our primary school kids. Last year we tested out of 144 kids, 91 of those kids in year two are way below the reading standard. 63% of those, that's the stats. In year four, 158 out of 266 kids tested are way below in this test, the DRA test. In secondary, 50% of the kids, and we have roughly about 1,100 kids in the John Gray High School. We have another roughly about 750 at Clifton Hunter, and then we have another 250 at the Kim Further Education Unit. So we have quite a number of kids in secondary. 50% of those young people are below, functioning below, of their reading level. It's frightening to me. It's not shocking because at five, we knew, six, at seven, at eight, at nine, they graduated primary school, they went into high school, and all of a sudden, we expect them to come from a little neighborhood of the primary schools, which is between two and 500 kids to almost 1,000 
and function. This is what we face. If you want to get involved, here's your opportunity. If you want to really believe that you can change lives, I'm telling you, you can't. I'm overwhelmed every single day. Every day, because it's just me. And the schools are crying out. I have professionals calling me within the school system every single day. I am slammed from the moment I get in at 8 o'clock to 5 o'clock. I'm having to tear myself away from my desk to pick my wife up. And there's, they're still calling. We need, we need to get you in here. Because they believe that I bring answers. And I don't think that I do. I look at what we have and I use them in a productive way. Another great thing about my job is that I get to speak to people like Kurt, whereas no one really involves RCIPS. I do. And I involve all, I, I involve all of the people within the school system, all the professionals. I involve all of the agencies. So when you hear best, BEST is the acronym for Behavior, Education, Behavior and Educational Support Team. When we started to really put that in place, we actually have to start to believe it. So before we can believe that, I need people like Kurt to come to the table with me and help me plan. Because for too long and too many decades have gone by, education have tried to do it on their own, the police have tried, the Department of Children and Family Services have tried, the Department of Counseling Services, the Health Services Authority, all of these agencies have tried. And the one thing that they've forgotten is that we're dealing with the same children, the same families. We're, we're, we're all working to their benefit. But you know what's funny? No one ever picks up the phone and says, hey, are you dealing with Mary? Because I am. Can we kind of get together and coordinate how we're going to do this? So when I say to people, I don't really bring anything different. I'm passionate about what I do. It's overwhelming, I can tell you. And I need help. And when I had an opportunity to speak to Pastor Ryan, I said, if you really want in wholeheartedly, the church really wants in, the only way to get in is when we're dealing with the younger ones. Because by the time they get to 15, they're no longer interested in listening to you. They don't even listen to their parents. So why do they want to listen to us? Who they don't know. Who they've never grown up with. You want to make an impact, we start here. We will have an impact. Just with me going into the schools every single day. Developing a list of kids. Because before I go in there, I know who I'm dealing with. I can get all of the professionals involved. And magic begins to happen. Are we going to take away or eradicate every issue that these people have? Absolutely not. But you're going to show them the difference, the people who actually care. You're going to show them what's normal. So I'm giving those hugs and I'm high-fiving kids. and It's what they want. I'm saying to parents, I'm a parent too. I struggle with parenting as well. There's no perfect parent. But when was the last time you hugged your child? I'm having parents as 
you know, I'm dealing with a young man who's six years old who have aggression like nobody's business. But at two years old, he was in the arms of his father who was gunned down in his house. So he's now six, and he's tearing our school system apart. Well, how do you deal with him? His father spent six years almost in an institution. He no longer has his father. His mother's a teenage mother who have two other kids. So we're having to deal with him at six, who's fighting and kicking and screaming. Well, how do we deal with him at 15? I prefer to deal with him at six. I don't know about you guys, but I could deal with him at six. Because when dealing with his father at 16, I, it was tough. We didn't save his father. Because at 18, his father was dead. But at six, I know I can change him. I can get him in the right environment. I can put the necessary professions around him. And with your help, we can change a lot. My message today is, what is it that you want? Because if we could all show up to church every day, every week, we could pray a lot, and we can walk out of here feeling really cool about ourselves. But I'm giving you an opportunity that when you could put a smile on a child's face, it's liberating almost. When you can say to a, a parent, I know what you're going through, but you're going to be okay. Because I'm doing it with you. I'm walking it with you. I think that that's the difference for me. So I challenge you today to join. Join the fight, whatever we want to call it. Join the mission to help with this. I'm happy that I'm here. I really appreciate an opportunity to speak with you today and share. And I look forward to all of us joining. I appreciate your help. Thank you.